0: Guys, this episode of the Foodbeast Ketchup has a beautiful sponsor and their names are Dean's Dairy Dip. It's my favorite dip on the market. It's versatile. You can use it as a straight up dip or you can incorporate it into a dish like a true food beast. And here's, here's what I've been doing. I, I do a grilled cheese with it. I lather one end of it with uh, the French onion dean's dairy dip that's my favorite flavor and the other side i just put whatever cheese i have available at my house i put both the sides together and i lather the outsides actually again with more dean's dip instead of a butter and then i grill it up in a pan and i flip it once i cut it in half i serve it and everybody's happy it's literally the easiest dopest dish you can think of so i need you guys to immediately go to the store safely go to the dairy aisle Pick up some Dean's Dairy Dip. Support the homies for supporting the podcast. Support your stomach with a really delicious dish. And then tag me. Tag me on Instagram with whatever you create. Even if you're just dunking a burger or a chicken nugget into the Dean's Dairy Dip like a legend. Do that and tag me. Because the more we support Dean's Dairy Dip, the more we support our Foobies family, the happier we all are. I'm saying, bro. It's just a beautiful vibe. So, anyways. Here's another beautiful episode of The Catch Up. What's up, fatties? Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to The Catch Up. That's the voice of our very special guest. He's joining Jeff and I today. He's been a pro wrestler for over 14 years, a legend in the WWE. He has a popping gaming YouTube channel ooh. called Up Up, Down Down. Uh, he has his own Lucky Charm style cereal called Booty uh, you,
1: you say style. Ooh,
0: style it's better than. Oh, better <laughs> than. greater than. And millions of wrestling fans know him as Xavier Woods of the trio The New Day. Mm-hmm. Austin Creed by day on the internet, mm-hmm. Xavier Woods in the ring by night. Mm. Welcome to the Food Beast catch up. What's going on? We got
1: I got one more accolade to throw in there. One more yeah. go for it. And one of three stars of a brand new podcast. <gasps> okay. Oh. Um, my boys Kofi and Biggie. It's called The New Day Feel the Power. Uh we just announced it today. Maybe, oh, in a, maybe in an oh, hour. That's
0: amazing. An hour
1: before we got here.
0: Yo, that's what's up. Announced. Cool, we should launch this immediately. <laughs>
1: Welcome to the catch-up. Introducing your hosts. Eli Aruth
0: editor-in-chief.
1: And
2: Jeffrey Kutnick, CEO, and apparently the only guy who takes this podcast
1: seriously. Of the craziest, most bestest, news-breaking, food-porn-peddling, viral website on the dot-coms. Food Feast. It's crazy when your future is
2: decided by an algorithm. Dude, this pizza is fucking crazy.
0: There's not one person in this entire world that believes you. Alright, and welcome to the catch up <sniffs>
1: So then, my question: So you guys are food connoisseurs, yeah. obviously. So what's okay? So let's say like fast food place. What's the best?
0: In and out. Yeah. T- so we oh. Completely,
2: oh. completely taking the East Coast out of the account. I mean, I I so I I'm in the minority. <laughs> but if we're talking burgers, if we're talking <laughs> burgers, then <laughs> then I think uh, I I, have an, I like Shake Shack as number one. Shake
1: Shack is very good.
2: It's more, but the price point is different, yeah. right? So it's like people compare In and Out. I think a lot of people from Texas bring in Whataburger. Uh,
1: Whataburger, delicious, but if only if you want to be in the drive-thru for 24 hours. <laughs> it's a like long the drive-thru? The drive-thru <laughs> is so incredibly long. Like every time that I'm there, you order, and then I feel like someone has time to fully change and rotate all four tires <laughs> and fix a carburetor, and then I get my food. So it's like you, you're going on a quest when you want to eat Whataburger. And that's kind of, to me, that's a testament to how good it is because everybody knows this. Everyone okay. knows this. You know, it's a it's an hour event. If you're leaving the house to just to get Whataburger, but people still go. I've been once to Whataburger. It was super overwhelming. Like the menu's huge. Yes,
0: it's like it has everything you could want carnally when you're like really hungry. <laughs> <Carnally>. <laughs> just like, you know what just I mean? It's like all the. What do you mean? I ordered, mean? I ordered everything. I ordered every. I don't even remember what I ordered. I just remember you have to order everything because I didn't want to f up. I didn't want to like leave. But is there like forty
1: things on the menu? Like yeah, what? like
0: there was a lot, right? There was a lot on the like menu. Fr- it's a lot of sauces. I'd say like
1: Whataburger, while it is very good and that uh, chicken strip barbecue cheese toaster they have incredible. Yeah. No shade on Whataburger at all, but I feel like Whataburger is like uh, menu wise and how many things they have variety wise, it's a step down from let's say a Jack in the Box, because Jack in the Box has. Everything, yeah. Jack in a box, is like the cheesecake factory. The fast yeah, I'll do like that. Egg rolls, <laughs> what? Like what? On, the, on the same menu. As Wait, can I get teriyaki fries. chicken bowl? Yes, <laughs> like, legit. We we can go. And so I always get the. I think it's like the meat lovers breakfast burrito. Yeah, but I'll take out the sausage, add more bacon. Um, take out this this the sauce that they have and only yeah. the shredded cheese and then add more hash browns. And I'll get two of those. But then the fact that, like you said, you can get a teriyaki bowl with that. So you're handing, me, you're handing me breakfast and like a, a, a lunch dinner combo at the same time? I only have to leave the house once? <laughs> for Come sure, on.
0: For sure, a college kid started jacking a box. <laughs> oh, 100%. Like yeah. well, everything about it. There's like popcorn, uh, the jalapeno poppers. Yeah. <laughs> they, were,
2: they were the first brand to elude the weed. That oh, I remember, yeah, yeah, yeah. That they would like, they would, they would be either in a, be in a van or in a living room in their commercials, and there's oh, smoke everywhere, yeah. but there's no no one says it. Yeah. But they're just like, I'm really hungry. Yeah. Like in this room
0: full of smoke. <laughs>
1: hmm, I wonder what's yeah, happening. I wonder what's happening. Okay. So, so with that, you're still in and out's the best.
0: Yeah, pound he, for pound, he, he, pound for pound, been, pound dollar for an dollar, In and, and Out, for in out is, for a long time. is like yeah. the best fast. In my opinion, it's the yeah. best fast food. Like they do the burger right. Where do you sit, fried chicken?
1: Um, I haven't eaten fried chicken in a long time. Okay, surprising, ha. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> let me see.
2: Is that is that a diet choice? Because no, like,
1: so I used to eat it a lot, like, when I was, a, I guess when I was a teenager, because I'd always go to Publix and get, like, the, yeah. oh, the, like, the small dinner thing. It's, like, two pieces of chicken, like, mashed potatoes, like, whatever, like, normal southern meal. Yeah. Uh, and I'd eat that constantly. But uh, when I was in college, I was trying to gain weight. So I was just getting those, like, bags of frozen chicken mm. uh, breasts from, like, Walmart. Yeah, And I'd eat those, and I'd eat, like, six or seven a day. And that was, like, my diet, like, for, like, four years. Those Whoa. and, like, red apples. And, like, every, obviously not... That's not the only thing I ate for four years, but like the that majority, was, yeah, yeah, that was that was my shtick, and so I think like I just don't have a taste for it anymore. Damn. Like I'll eat it if it's there, but it's like,
2: eh. wait, do you avoid all chicken now?
1: No, I love chicken. I constantly oh. eat chicken. Okay, got so it. for instance, from my my whole thing is anywhere that I go and I travel, someone's like, oh, well, did you eat this amazing food that they have here, and they're known for this and known for that. The only time I've actually tried that is I was in Italy and I ate pizza, and it tasted like garbage tasted like garbage i will put a stuffed crust pepperoni with bacon on it over every pizza ever made guaranteed slathered and sweet baby ray's honey barbecue sauce let's go that's the goat food right there you can't beat that and so when i go to places i always tell them oh uh, i don't need your delicacy i don't need whatever that is i need your version of meat cheese and rice that's what i need no vegetables nothing else because when i eat that that's where i live Constantly. When I go to Chipotle, what do I get? Double chicken, brown rice, or white rice, depending on how I feel that day, with some shredded cheese on top, heat it up, eat it with some chips, I'm good. I will eat that anywhere on the planet.
0: Okay, so you, what, you're 33 now? I know
1: this rude to ask, yes. yeah? 33? <laughs> Would I know how much I weigh too? <laughs> actually,
0: <laughs> I, that's actually a really curious question. When I found out NBA players, like how much they weigh, I was really surprised. Oh, yeah, like sure. I weigh the same as like Kevin Durant, who's yeah. 6'10".
1: They're just like, they're stretched out. If you had to guess, how much do I weigh? Just look. Stand at me. up, please. <laughs> can you get, can you give me a spin? <laughs> I'm gonna say 182.
0: Damn, you are so good at this. I'm about I'm about 185. There we go. I'm about 185. <laughs> wow, wow, flattery goes a long way. You don't need to press me, buddy, but <laughs> is there a wrestler that Eli's
1: body type reminds
0: <laughs> you? of? Could I make it in the ring? Oh, totally,
1: totally. Yeah? I'd say. You know what? You got I'll say Sam Zayn. Sami Zayn. Sam Zane. Oh. Yo, fill me in. Is that guy cool? <laughs> yeah.
0: Mostly yes. yes. Yeah. Lebanese. He's Lebanese. Yeah. Damn. Okay. See, I'm, Lebanese. I'm telling you.
1: I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your wrestling look like? I got you. Okay. Weight, body type, everything. Bone structure in the cheeks. Okay, you are what? Uh I can't
0: guess the other way. It doesn't work. Here. So should I do it? I'll try. Oh no, be careful. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. hurt your leg. Listen. Okay,
1: I'm not gonna ask you. Also, I'm in my off season, so I've been eating everything within sight for the past <laughs> month and a half. Dang. Okay.
0: How tall are you? Six one.
1: Five ten on a good day. <laughs> okay. What you say, Jeff? Like two, two. I'm
0: not playing this game. I know this. I don't know why I walked into this. Are you two thirty? I don't know. Two twenty. You're bulky, man. I like it. Oh. <laughs> pause. You
1: know what? You're... No <laughs> pause. Yes. No cap. You know what? Uh, you are very close. I am about 220. Dang. OK. Yes. Well, I-
0: I'm glad you guys have bonded in this way. We got we this tried. out of the way, I feel. <laughs> we would have been thinking about it the whole time. Yeah.
1: We I don't, don't leave any elephants in the room.
0: OK. But so I got to know, because you do a lot of things that I wish I could do. And you have such a cool life. Like You game for a living. <laughs> you wrestle for a living. Uh, you're a professional athlete. You have a poppin' YouTube channel. Like, Were you a nerd in high school? How did you get to this oh, point? Yeah, yeah
1: this yeah? has been me for a very long time. <laughs> uh, and I refuse to acknowledge the fact that I'm getting close to my final form. It's kind of terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> no, this has always been me. So uh, I, I've said this many times in interviews, podcasts, all that type of stuff. Uh, so when I was a kid, and still as a grown man, I'm very socially awkward. I just have like... Uh, like a Cinderella shoe you know Mm. at at midnight it goes away but for a certain amount of time I can have this mask on and and kind of go out and be uh, talkative and meet new people and stuff but um, as a kid that didn't exist. And so my mom told me the only time that she saw me really interacting and like uh, emoting and like making friends and laughing like, with, with other people that I didn't know uh, was when I would play video games with them. Hmm. So she said it was almost like I was completing the circuit like with I had the controller in my hand and someone else had it, that's the only time I really felt connected to other kids. And so uh, so obviously harder for me to just make friends in general. Fair. But through that, my mom would make play dates for me to play video games with other kids. And then when I'd go to school, they'd essentially be like, oh, no, Austin's cool. And then that's how I made friends. So if I didn't have video games and never had that experience, I feel like I would have never learned how to essentially fit into what society wants you to fit into for your life to work on a social status standpoint. Um, I'm very much into into concepts like that and getting in kind of turning into chameleon and figuring out how things are quote-unquote supposed to work and then starting to like let your virus spread to the point where everybody's like cool with it type of situation that's
2: crazy because when you walked into this room like you're very gregarious like there was an fantastic word there there was an interesting i mean you walked in and there was an instant energy to it and When you feel that, you wouldn't think like, oh, that this person wasn't this way for a very long time or naturally. So Mm -hmm. are you saying like a big part of your personality now is because you were
1: able to make those connections like through gaming? 100%. That's crazy. Because through video games, I made friends. Mm -hmm. Through friends, I found other people that liked wrestling. Through people that like wrestling, I joined the wrestling team. Because it made sense logically, if I want to be a wrestler, I should do something. Yeah, and they're like, "Oh, we should join the wrestling team," and so that got me there. Which then got me playing football, got me running track. Uh, I was in band, played trombone, but like I was, I knew I wasn't going to be tall, and so the interactions that I had with other people showed me, well, if I want to be good at something, I try to, I need to try to f- figure out a way to gain as many skills as possible. And so, since like I said, I wasn't going to be tall. I was like, well, if I can learn how to like play an instrument, maybe. Uh, I was a cheerleader in college. So I was like, oh, I want to become more agile and try to do flips and stuff. So like, everything that I chose, I tried to get some sort of skill that I felt would help me get to WWE. So you knew you wanted to be in the WWE like from high school? Oh, from like the, from the first time I was asked what I wanted to do. Whoa, okay. Teachers, I remember in the class in first grade, uh, I believe our teacher name was Miss Cook. Um, it's cool. irrelevant information <laughs> so she's going down the line asking people what they want to be when they grow up and it's like whatever like I want a firefighter, uh, doctor, lawyer like whatever she gets to me and says, like oh I want to be a pro wrestler and so on one hand I was a year younger than all the kids in my class because oh, back up even more used to live in Inglewood okay yeah born were you born and raised in la born in georgia Uh and then like six months later whatever it was moved out to inglewood and then moved back to georgia when i was eight okay so first part of my life was out here um she's she's asking everybody what they want to be what they want to be i say i want to be a pro wrestler but like you know there's no cutoff date for when you can go into kindergarten out here as opposed to it's like September whatever like 1st or August, mm-hmm. August 27th whatever so I would have had to wait a next uh, the, 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 I would have had to wait to the next year yeah. to get into school as we're out here I didn't so first off you're younger than everybody smaller than everybody the shyest kid in class and so that's what I want to do mm-hmm. and everybody would just laugh
0: oh shit
1: I'm like oh you, there's no way you could do this you won't be big enough blah 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 excuse 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 so mm-hmm. uh that's kind of been the driving force throughout my life. It's like people telling me I can't do something. It's like, oh, dope, cool. Well, when I prove you wrong and you're doing something that you definitely didn't think that you'd be doing, and I'm living my dream, I hope you enjoy that experience later in life. <laughs> Damn. So you joined That's a that's a, that's that's a little heavy, man. As heavy. Yeah. It's a there's there's a lot packaged in what I said. I'm sorry. I'm giving away, it's like all these tangents of information. <laughs> no,
0: this is is a tangent no, podcast. No, yeah. This
1: is yeah. This is why we have the pod. But I
2: mean. Kind of imagining that scenario of any time a kid, kids it, as a collective, laugh at you, the individual, dude. That sticks with you forever. Oh yeah,
0: yeah, it just sucks. And oh, especially
2: yeah. if it's your dream, yeah. you know, it's not just like oh I tripped and fell and whatever. Like there was laughter because I'm I, I'm not coordinated. But it's my dream to be a wrestler. I took this. A teacher asked me a question. I was brave enough to give an honest answer. I don't know, man.
0: That's like a whole movie scene in my head, dude. Oh, yeah. You are a movie scene. Because, I mean, (laughs) if you think about it, your whole route in high school was like built to try to get made fun of a little bit. And then, even though you had your vision, right? Like you're saying, like, you join, you were a cheerleader because you knew, like, I wanted the agility of a cheerleader. Yeah. But. I mean, we kind of grew up around the same time. Like, if you were a male cheer- cheerleader, there's a lot that comes with that of yeah. like, "Yo, you're are you that dude? Who? What are you? What are you doing there? Why are you doing it?" So it was cool that video games kind of led you to one meet people that might like wrestling, and that yeah. inspired you to start watching it, perhaps, and yeah. then that's kind. So you joined the wrestling team, though. Is that how? Like, because wrestling. In high school, it's got to be very different. Did you did you go to college then to wrestle to continue? No. So or?
1: I went to college strictly for the psychology department at Furman University, the Harvard of the South. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so, like, when I went to visit, they just dropped, like, $33 million or something crazy into their psych department. And the uh, their child psychologist, because that's what I kind of wanted to specialize in, their child psychologist which is super nice to me. Just like the there was awesome humans there. Um, so I just went for school. And I had started uh, training professional wrestling like, a, like two days after I graduated high school. Wow. So that was my thing. My mom was like, "You wanna, uh, you wanna, you really wanna wrestle? I'm gonna help you pay for college a little bit, but if you wanna do this, like, you gotta pay for it. This is this is your your dream, so you gotta work for it." So I started working at a daycare and use that to fund my wrestling habit of like gas, getting to school, going to shows, all that stuff. So that was my summer when I started school in South Carolina. Um, I'd come down to Georgia every other weekend to do shows with that group, but then I found groups in South Carolina that I could drive around and get to, and so I just did it all throughout college, and then like was a cheerleader as well. But um, as far as, as at that point, like I'm already in this career. Yeah. Uh, when like, you say you're
2: doing it, what does that what does that mean? What does that look like? What are you stepping into? What are you driving into? Like I have
1: no idea what that. So means. okay, so what can I liken it to? Um, I guess the the closest thing would be like. Let's say like amateur boxing okay so you do a fight here you do a fight there and you're in your town yeah and then hopefully you win on those fights and people kind of start hearing your name a little bit more now you're doing them like in other cities and they hear your name a little bit more and so again like you get in and you let your virus spread hopefully you're doing things in these smaller shows that catch people's eye because you want to get a shot at the at the big time so uh, so I'm doing shows for me I'm driving From Furman to Georgia where I need to drive was like about two hours. So I drive down to Georgia and do maybe Friday, Saturday, and then Sunday show during the day, and then drive back to school. And then we had school five days a week. That's how our college worked. So um, go to class Monday through Friday, but I would do a wrestling show near the school Tuesday nights. um, And there were sometimes Thursday night shows, but on on an average, I was probably wrestling four or five nights a week. So I'd wrestle Tuesday night. Friday, Saturday, Sunday during the day, and then sometimes there were Sunday night shows, and that was usually how the schedule was. So I would try to knock those out, but still do school, and what that are you, was,
2: But yeah, who are you competing against, all. and then how similar or dissimilar is that to the WWE style of entertainment? Gotcha. Because like that's what I have trouble. Is it? Are you just wrestling a guy that you have no? You, have no idea who it is most of the time yeah and then you're trying to like
1: specifically like beat them right so okay so wrestling (sighs) there's lots of magic involved lots Mm. of smoke and mirrors. uh it is 2019 the year of our uh (laughs) of our lord in the heavens above zeus we love you um at that point it's very different from WWE because WWE, you have a full lineup of guys and girls that you know you travel with. You know uh, everything that they do in their matches. You guys have some sort of rapport, right? Right. Before you get to WWE or any other major like televised organization or organization, uh, you're wrestling on what's called the independents, and so you are just finding shows whether you're searching the internet looking for where shows are if you're just starting whether it's through word of mouth whether you were a fan yourself and then you found a place to start training and now you want to do shows you're just going to these shows and then asking the person in charge the promoter hey can I get on your show maybe you have no experience and you explain that or maybe you've been wrestling for six years and they might want to see a match of yours on a on you send them a clip on YouTube whatever yeah um but you're you're essentially doing that grind and that hustle because in that situation you are your manager, your publicist, your hype man. You're doing all your social medias. Uh, if you're so for me, I was in school. Uh, for lots of people, they're working a full time job. They've got wives, husbands, kids, and they're doing this on the side too, trying to get seen somewhere else. So I think the life of an independent wrestler is something that I'm I'm something that I'm glad I got the chance to do because there are so many hardships and trials and tribulations of. Um, okay, so. I don't have enough money to pay rent this month, but if I can get two shows booked and I can convince the promoter to give me the money for a hotel instead of getting the hotel themselves, if you're at that level to even get hotels, maybe I can keep that hotel money, sleep in my car, and now I can keep my lights on. There are some people who are in situations like that, um, which is which is terrible, but. The reason that we do stuff like that is because we love wrestling. Love it. It's It's been described many times as like the most abusive relationship that you can be in because you will give everything. You will give your blood, sweat to your soul, everything. People have ruined their lives, the lives of their family members. Like, And this is on the extreme scale, obviously, but they do all of this stuff. They sacrifice all of this stuff because they just want to wrestle. And I know that there's so many different, different forms of entertainment and forms of sports and people talking about how they do love it, but I don't think I've ever seen passion for something like I've seen in in the industry of wrestling, whether it's part of WWE, whether you're in any other group that's on TV, whether you're an independent wrestler, like most of the time, you love it.
2: How much of it... The life that you're living now, the odds for you to be where you're at Compare that to kind of like the stories we hear with other professional sports, right? Mm-hmm. With people who are playing basketball or football, and they're really great. They're, um, you know, a top athlete, get recruited into college, and it's still like a lottery ticket, right? Mm-hmm. To get to make it into professional sports. The What you're describing with the independent sounds like there's a pretty similar lottery ticket to be...
0: Uh, yeah, but there's, yeah, I don't know. But there's, what was the moment yeah. that you were like... This is what separated you in the independent circuit. And then, like, what what was that? Like, oh, shit, I kind of... Did I make it a little bit? Um, like, when was it... Like, you weren't in your car at that point. You had you had your trajectory. But was there... Damn, I crushed this match. This person was in the audience.
1: So, when people talking about, like, success and making it and stuff, that's... I always have, like, a weird description of that in my head of what that means so i know for some people it would be like like you said someone saw their match that like was like a scout like oh this is really like my 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 way to get there mine was uh was my parents Hmm. coming and watching so my wrestling stuff all throughout like middle school and high school my dad was at like damn near every single match he was so into it my mom would come to a couple because she wouldn't like seeing me like she doesn't like seeing me be physical gotcha it's like she's she, afraid she, to see me get hurt yeah she's like oh, i don't know what's gonna happen um so when i was wrestling i didn't want them to come when i was just kind of, when i was just kind of like learning and figuring it out so like it's still weird because i still feel like i'm definitely learning and figuring it out um but uh it was my first big match in like a Civic Center arena in the place where I was wrestling. It was me and my tag team partner against two other uh, tag teams. So a triple threat tag team uh, ladder match. And so at one point, uh, I've got a guy inside of a ladder. And I've you know how like you can crush the ladder. You can close it. Yeah. So right before I did, I started looking around. And people are chanting, oh, Sten, oh, Sten. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. And then I started smashing him. And so whatever. The match ends. Uh we're in the back and we're all kind of talking. You just you talk after your match. So oh, this was cool, this was great, thank you, appreciate it. Um and the guy who was the promoter, he says, Oh, oh, uh, I know your parents were here. And he had brought them back. It's like they want to talk to you. It's like, oh, cool. And I'm 19. 19, yeah. And so um this is legit, like just like the moment in Waterboy. My mom looks at me and she goes, So When they started chanting for you and then you reacted to it and did all that stuff, she's like, that's when I realized, like, this is what you're made to do. And, like, I'm going to cry talking about it (laughs) I'm going to cry, huh? She's like, like, I get it. She's like, I didn't get it. I thought it was just a phase, something that you want to do because you saw it on TV. She's like, but in that moment, like, all of my doubts went away. Like, this is what you're supposed to do. He was like, so do this and be as good as you possibly can be at this. And my dad put his hand on my shoulder and he said, we're so proud of you.
3: And like, go, yes. go, it's good.
1: It's <laughs> so. Uh, it's dusty in here, though. Yeah, so, yeah. It's yeah. So nice, real talk. But uh, so, so I go, I walk away, you know, they they leave. I go and I I'm, am I'm sit I'm losing and I'm bawling, I'm crying. And I can hear uh, somebody like walking towards where I am. And so I'm like behind a wall on a staircase and uh, then I hear my tag team partner's voice and he goes, whoa, whoa, whoa creeds over there just just let him chill. He's like what what was wrong? He's like his parents said they were proud of him. And the guy goes, "Ah, got it." <laughs> but uh, so for me that was the moment where I was like I there's literally nothing will stop me.
2: Well, cuz you were cuz you were already putting in a level of effort and organization right because it seems like you're going to school but at the same time parallel pathing whatever you can do to also further your wrestling career mm-hmm. which is already a lot like that's a lot right being a being a student wrestling driving hours away multiple times a week like that's pretty that's pretty crazy and we know so and Fung, which is like a, a social media influencer that's been on our podcast she got invited by the wwe at one point to like do a, I think it was kind of like a social media influencer tryout just Mm -hmm. to test out new personalities she went, it didn't work out, I think she also hurt her back and it was one of those things where I was just like how, that she got to try it out for a a week, maybe Mm -hmm. like this is I don't know. It's cr- it feels like there's a, not only has to be a, a ton of effort, but there's there's a high risk of injury. 100 percent. And like, so not only do you have to love it. Like, tell me about your your body and what you have to go through just to be just
1: to get to the to the WWE yeah. stage. My my body's destroyed, <laughs> absolutely destroyed. Especially right now, recovering from a torn Achilles. Uh, this will be the longest I've ever been out. Uh, it'll, like I don't know, six nine months, whatever it is. How did the injury um, happen? So uh, I have a video that I can show you guys and then I (laughs) can give it to you and you can put it on your (laughs) stuff. (laughs) Um, It's actually not bad at all. And it actually didn't even hurt, which is like the weirdest part. So um, we're wrestling in Sydney, Australia. It's the first night of the tour. Everybody is so excited to be there. Um, And I'm doing whatever I'm doing wrestling wise uh, with the other guy in the ring and get to the point where I do a backflip. And as soon as I land, it just felt like somebody kicked me in the back of the foot oh, no. which which I thought it was the referee at first So I'm like so mad at him because I felt like he tripped me. I'm like, why are you so close to me right now? I don't know. We're clearly moving very fast. You need to back away <laughs> So that's my thought in my head and then I like kind of like wiggled my 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 toe for, for whatever, whatever reason Just trying to get up and I felt like oh so Oh, no, wrong? this is not good and like where where I felt the kick I was like if I tore my Achilles, I'm gonna lose my mind and, uh, so I get in the back and they do a little like squeeze test on your calf. And, um, he goes, yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a torn Achilles. And it's just like, All when, right, that happened, man. when that happened in the ring, did they, did they stop the
4: match?
0: Yeah. Yeah. What happened? yeah. So
1: the match stops, doctor comes out and he, he kind of like touches on you a little bit. Then they just help you get to the back. And now E at that point, like the match had just started. Oh, so man. then at that point E and we're wrestling the revival, like I said, first night of the tour in Sydney, Australia. People are ready, they're hyped, they've been waiting for months for this. I drop instantaneously. Now E and the other two guys have to figure out a match right there on the fly, in front of everybody, in front of a live audience, and they have to get through it and make it work, which they did because they're professionals and they're very good at what they do. But that's the kind of stuff that we deal with. So rather than, um, to go back to your question that I never answered before, and I'll get this video. and. In- um when you're saying like, the, like it's like a lottery ticket of being able to get to the, the level of WWE or whatever anybody else on TV um, it's a very uh, much smaller number than let's say the NFL or the NBA because if we take like an NFL team how many guys are on a team Yeah. and then so what we get 12 guys on the field what 40 guys on a team 30 guys don't ever play the whole season like you know but you're
2: but you're still a professional athlete exactly. in the NFL.
1: yeah. And so, but if we take that number and then multiply it by however many cities are in the NFL, that's a ton of people, right? So many people from the organization, from the top to bottom. And then at guys who actually get to be on the field. So many, same thing with the NBA, same with the ML- MLB, not that it's an easy thing to do by any means, right? because the things that those athletes go through is they're absolutely incredible. So talented, so much hard work put into it. But as far as getting to that level as a professional wrestler, those the number is much smaller.
2: What's that number? I'm sure it moves. but It like- definitely
1: does. It's definitely increased a lot because another organization just got TV status. Um, and then even when just inside of WWE with our developmental program, that has grown so much in the past three or four years. So I'd say, I don't know. I, I think there's like 80 people down there in developmental. Um, but then we've got a full roster on like Raw SmackDown. So what? Another thirty to fifty people up there. So wow, I don't know. Just like I said, without doing any actual math or real thinking about it, number might be sitting at like two hundred. Wow, dude. dude. That are on that are on TV regularly doing it. There are there are more people making money even just like on the independents because there are some large independent organizations and there are some guys and girls who are able to hustle out there get paid to, to work and then they're making their own merch and sending that around too so I don't know people that can live off of wrestling maybe like 400 people that might wow. be that's, that's rough 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 guesstimate but yeah do a lot of wrestlers
0: know what their brand and personality is before they make it professionally like before you're In the WWE yes you know like that's a lot of the reason probably that you outside of your athletic prowess and your ability to wrestle it's who you are Mm -hmm. as a brand is that kind of shaped before you go in there is that what they're signing some people
1: yeah because like I said uh, there are some people that get signed because they've been on the scene for 10 years and they really know what they're doing and there's some people that get signed like uh, that are oh you're big here's a job And so they Mm -hmm. might not have even watched wrestling back in the day right you know but that's why we have our developmental situation set up so people can learn and i know that uh just like there would be in any other situation there sometimes people are given jobs that don't know anything about the job but then that's when they split into two different people either the person who cares nothing about it it's like whatever i'll take this money and just do this job and then there's the people that Mm -hmm. gain a huge love for the process and appreciation and um, I think that there's definitely more of those people who have been brought in recently yeah. as a, as opposed to the people who, who end up not loving it um, and like respecting it, like people who have gone through the independent hustle yeah. really do. Um, but that's that's a, another thing that's interesting to me because baseball, football, like you don't have that. You don't have people who walk off the street. Yeah, suddenly and- they, <laughs> they can't do it. Yeah, um, but it's, it's, it's a weird, weird mix athletics and entertainment you know
2: how vital was was bulking up to to become the athlete that you are Mm -hmm. and when you you know i'm assuming maybe after that awesome moment with your parents was there like another gear that you had to hit both training and diet wise to kind of reach where you're at because i'm i'm Mm -hmm. obviously curious also from you know, before the pod conversation about how what you had to eat, like what you're eating <laughs> with chicken. <Yeah. laughs> but, you know, I'm I think our audiences are also really interested to understand professional athlete diets mm-hmm. and like what they were, what helped them. And, you know, with what you put your body through, what, what did you do to kind of uh, prepare for uh, bulking or mm-hmm. to get to that next level?
1: Um, so when I was talking about. The, the diet in college yeah like I said so that's probably the most consistent of a diet that I've ever had in my life um, and I went from freshman year being one eighty to when I graduated I was two hundred pounds um, but that's like I was on the powerlifting team too so I, like I'm not only just like working out like regularly but, like I'm getting trained by a professional person who has been like all over the world lifting weights you know what I mean so that was definitely very helpful but diet wise legit just eating as much Chicken breasts as I could, because obviously you can just like you could do what I'm doing right now and just be eating pizza. I eat ice cream with Cool Ranch Doritos in it. I'm eating corn dogs. I'm eating cocoa crisps, I'm eating everything because I've never had like this stretch of time to just completely say whatever about my body. Um, so are you just all right now? Like, are you like right it's now like I'm, whatever? Yes, like, yo- literally. Yo, like, literally, I might, I might eat this leather right here.
0: <laughs> Yo, totally missed opportunity. We'll have like a mountain of bacon between us that we're just gnawing on. Um,
1: um, but, but yeah, that was that was really it. Eating those nasty chicken breasts as many times as I could a day. So, uh, in order to get my weight up, obviously putting more calories in than I'm than I'm outputting. Um, so it was it was really that just the consistency of chicken breasts. And
2: you're you're right. able to eat the way you describe right now because. The injury is going to put you out for a period of time, and mm-hmm. then you'll just kind of recalibrate and get back to it when when the injuries...
1: Yep, yep. So I'm re- giving myself like uh, three or four weeks to just go off. And so now that I'm in the boot... <laughs> so in the cast, I first they put me in a soft splint and I couldn't shower. Or I could shower, but I could put a thing over it. Same thing with the cast. But now that I've got the boot, since I can take it off fully, I can now go work out and sweat and then not get my foot protector thing all gross. Yeah. So, as of yesterday, I can start doing that. And I'll probably still wait another 2 weeks. And then once I'm up moving around again, then I'll I'll turn the burners on.
2: Okay, so obviously getting injured is no good, but the fact that you're now injured and now you can at least for this
0: three to four week period, mm-hmm. eat anything you want. Well, then you started like a food YouTube channel, obviously. Like you
1: have four weeks where like, you, just call it, you just call it going on, right? But the thing is, it's just gonna be like the same stuff. Give me a bunch of meat, a bunch of cheese, give me some barbecue sauce. Vegetables are disgusting. No. They're absolutely disgusting. Bruh. Why all, Why would I eat them? All vegetables? No, so okay, so I do like broccoli. I'll eat cauliflower. I, I will eat corn. I haven't eaten corn in a very long time. That it. Yeah. Yeah. I have no use for them. So my grandma told me that when she ate vegetables, she would just gain weight. She just like a balloon. And so I said, you know what, grandma? Me too. (laughs) And I stopped eating vegetables. Because they, they're, they're, I have no use for them I get it I understand like plant based Do you and be a power lifter that's, that's awesome I am so happy for you I am so happy for you that you're going to live so long And I get it that eating all this red meat And all this other stuff it just sits in my gut And I got to try to flush it out But like bro we are not here long enough For me to not eat on that Stuff crust pizza <laughs> You want me to put bell peppers on it for what For what I don't want it spicy I don't want it to taste like crunchy wetness I don't need that I don't need it in my life. I don't need it in my body. Get it away from me. It is disgusting. It disgusts me. It is horrible. And also too, when people are like, oh, well, you can eat this. I said, are there vegetables in it? Yeah, there's onions, but you can't taste them. Then why did you put them inside of it? I'm sorry, I just blew up the speakers. I'm sorry. I don't, I'm going to get loud. I don't, I just, now I'm starting to get heated. I don't understand why you would put something inside of your food that you don't taste. That has no effect. If you can't taste it, why are they in there? Give it to me without the onions. I don't need that. Give it to me without the celery. I don't need any of that. Why? If I'm making cake, no, I don't specifically taste the eggs inside of the cake, but I know that having the eggs in there makes it so that I can create the batter to create said cake. You put onions in there because you want to taste onions. (laughs) Don't try to pawn it off on me, bro. I don't want your damn onions. Keep your onions. Cry in the corner, cutting onions. Do what you want with the onions. I don't need them in my body. Look at me. <laughs> Look at that. I'm showing my muscles right now. For those of you who can't hear, I'm jacked as hell. I've been jacked since I was like 19 years old. I've been on this no vegetable life forever. My mom, she said, oh, you know what? I got you. You like you like macaroni things, pasta? I said, yeah. She said, you like cheese? I said, yeah. She goes, here, mac and cheese. I said, I don't, I don't no thank you no, thank you. I'd I'd rather not. I'm like eight. I I don't want it. It doesn't, I can tell it doesn't taste good. She said, how can you tell you haven't tried it yet? Found out later in life. I'm what's called a super taster. I have more taste buds on average than the average human, which as you know, your taste buds are linked to your olfactory sense. So when you're smelling, you're kind of tasting a little bit too. So close your nose when you're in the bathroom. When she handed me this mac and cheese, I didn't want it. I didn't want it. She said, well, you're not leaving the table till you eat some. All right, let's go. I took the fork shoved it in the mac and cheese as soon as soon as it touched my tongue i threw up all over the table what was in it it was just mac and cheese <laughs> i just i did not want it i knew it was gonna be gross my body rejected it as i was putting it into my mouth and that's when my mom said fine you know what whatever i make for dinner i'll just make you a non-vegetable version bam that was when i was eight i'm 33 now i'm alive I have my dream job. I have a full arcade in my basement. I live in a great neighborhood. I feel like I'm kind of doing okay for someone who doesn't eat vegetables. Oh, you need them to grow up big and strong. I'm so jacked without them. I'm so jacked without vegetables. I don't need them. I don't want them. I've lived my life successfully without them. So I, there's no need for me to start now. I never I never have, I never will. I, I protest. Doth protest vegetables within my domain. Okay, well then I gotta know.
0: All right, let's 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 food tangent for a little bit because uh, we need to. I'm um, <laughs> gonna,
1: gonna say it we're supposed to be full topic food.
0: So okay, so if you're just going wild, what's what's your order? What what did you eat today?
1: You have nothing yet. So today I actually ate a power bar this morning. Okay, because I really got hooked back in the day in senior year of high school. I had to constantly cut weight, so all I was I lived off power bars and apples for Mm. like four months so power bars vanilla ones specifically have a soft spot in my heart um and i found out that they still make them like three months ago so i get them on amazon so i always have a bunch in my bag so i didn't know if we were going to eat anything today so i wanted to be ready so i just had the power bar
2: real quick can you talk about cutting weight real quick and Mm -hmm. and, and because in high school we would watch our wrestling team put on trash bags yeah they would run up hills and it they and, starburst and that's as all I remember as, as much book. as there were times where we did with basketball there were like two a day practices like heavy conditioning or whatever we I always fat. looked at the wrestling team mm-hmm. and what they were doing like I should be excited yep. for what I'm doing be Can blessed. you can you talk about like what cutting weight is and how and how you did it and why and why yeah. you had to
1: do so it. I was lucky because my first three years of high school I didn't have to cut weight because I was like 10 pounds under where I needed to be I just wanted to wrestle in a different weight class but then senior year I wanted to stay in that weight class which was 171 but I was like comfortably like my walking around weight was probably 178 180 and so every I think it was like Wednesday and Friday I had to cut from there to below 171. So, So, you were
2: cutting 10 pounds? Yeah.
1: Not healthy. In what
2: period of time?
1: Like, a day? Um, I would... So, only... I'd, like, once every other week allow myself to eat something that I wanted. So, like, I'd eat a pizza. Um, But a lot of it was... uh, so, we do ounces, right? And yeah. so, if you said the, saw the wrestlers eating Starburst, where they yeah. probably spitting in a cup? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They were spitting the Starburst out. Yeah, totally. Yeah, so it's not, it's, they're not dipping. They're just <laughs> on, they, they have the Starburst in their mouth to try to create some sort of like saliva flow, and they're getting all those extra ounces they're out of They're dehydrating their body. themselves, yes. right? Oh, because shit. then once you weigh in, you're good. But you have to get to that point. And so, um, it's like you said, running with the trash bags. That now, I, I believe, is illegal now because. Huh obviously not safe for your body yeah but you're trying to get all of the water out um, any extra weight so you're you're trying to poop as much as you can like anything so you might take like diuretics yeah Yeah. but again not legal um, but you can't poop in high school oh you can't no, have I'm a diuretic you, yeah, no. you can't you, you can't can't. Can. Yeah. You, can, you
0: can definitely <laughs> yo imagine all these young high school kids just exploding in the
1: hallways yeah no, no good for you in that sense uh, but yeah so obviously there's people who like break the rules and they get in trouble as they should because it's one uh, it's dangerous you're dangerous you're, just, you're gonna hurt yourself so right. I don't recommend that stuff for anybody but um there's a lot of running cardio and then not eating and so I you know how you get when you get hungry you're just mad yeah angry so the girl that i was dating at the time um she told me senior year during wrestling season she said i was the meanest person on the planet and so hangry yeah she said i hate hate, i hated hanging out with you during that she's like as soon as you were done we went to we went to like steak and shake and i ate like nine plates of cheese fries (laughs) she was like she was like that was one of the happiest days of my life Because I know you would finally be done with cutting weight. So everyone listening to this, if you are in high school, middle school, whatever, if you are cutting weight and it is messing up your day-to-day friendships and relationships, please relax. Just wrestle. (laughs) Up. <laughs> Wrestle the next weight class. You, it's, not it. <laughs> it's not worth it. It's
0: not worth it. It's not worth it. I do remember kids and my, like, guys on our wrestling team, they would wear the trash bags, tie it off with rubber bands mm-hmm. underneath down to their wrists, and then they would wear normal clothes above it. So it would, like, poke out, like, some fashion statement. But yeah. I was like, yo, this is crazy. And here we are. This is probably why my career ended in junior year.
1: But <laughs> Your I, professional career. Yo, my <laughs> professional, my professional high school career.
0: Um, I mean, we would have, I got benched once because I had KFC before games. So, <laughs>
1: <laughs> sir, sir why, why would you do this?
0: I do not know. Like, cause <laughs> what do you mean you didn't I'm know? I'm in high school, so like my meta- I would eat, and then I would just go play basketball. Didn't do anything, but this one particular junior year, I went... because the popcorn chicken is so good I have popcorn chicken me and my boy the point guard and I was like a shooting guard we both went and we show up and he noticed I was a little sluggish yeah in the layup line and coach Blake shout out coach Blake uh, thank you for kicking me off the team he uh he was like yo what's good are you guys okay and I was like "Yeah, yeah and he was like he like, he can see, maybe crumbles <laughs> on my mouth. Like, that's how recent, I literally walked over from KFC and we're in you didn't the even wipe like, your hands on. No, him? No. Balls all greasy. Like he see, <laughs> He's like, you guys just look a little sluggish. And I was, I, I guess my instinct was just to convince him that I wasn't on drugs, which I wasn't. So I was like, I just, I don't know, I had KFC. And then he goes, you had what? and he, he literally didn't start us and I didn't play the whole game. <laughs> Rightly so. For, but like, what if I went off? He doesn't know. We will never know if we would've beaten Buena Park that year. Wait, but you,
1: you were losing and he didn't even put you in. Yeah, I don't, it was a bad game <laughs> because I didn't
0: play. Coach Blake. Yes. So uh,
1: you guys don't have
4: particular weight classes in the WWE right now. Mm-hmm. I know there's, the, there's 205 Live or yeah. whatever, but like, how do you guys decide what is a comfortable weight for you? Like, how do you know like what you're gonna stay at and what you're comfortable with?
1: Um, For me, it's what, what I feel good comfortable or what I feel good walking around as.
4: Okay, so you don't you don't walk around like,
1: I need to hit this particular weight or anything of that matter? No, I, so I used to because I was one of those people who was like, oh, I'm focused on the number 200. I'm focused on it. Like, it doesn't matter. The numbers don't matter. It's body composition, that's what matters. Um, so for me, as long as I feel like I look acceptable, naked then that's where I want to that's where I want to hang out <laughs>
2: what's the body composition that you, you strive for
1: so I like to have abs um, and I like for my arms to be big this is a weird way to answer this question <laughs> no, well, no. I I mean, it's honest honest I want my muscles to look nice <laughs> um, yeah so just, just that as long as I don't feel like heavy so do you think you'll want abs after you stop wrestling
0: professionally yeah yeah. You still want them. Yeah, definitely. You still want them? Definitely. I had abs once. There you go. It was boring. <laughs> Why? Like I had to watch what I ate on every meal. Like oh. right now, I'm generally I'm I'm not an unhealthy guy. Yeah. Like I'll i watch what I eat and then I splurge when I want. Like mm-hmm. if, if we're gonna if you like we're gonna go eat, I'm gonna go eat. Yeah. I'm not gonna I'm gonna have the bread that comes with the meal that the chef said I should have. Yes. But when I had abs, and maybe cause I'm not I wasn't an athlete. It was boring. I was watching everything that went into my body. And then there's a stigma of... There's people online that talk. Like, girls say, like, yo, if they have abs, they're probably, like, thinking more about their diet than they will about me. Do you ever... Do you think about that? Like, do you want to, like... Good lord, no! No, you like what? <laughs> what
1: a what a horrible way to think about the world for the, for the person who said that. First off, get over yourself. <laughs> Mad at me because I want to look good. Why don't you work on yourself? Why don't you get some self improvements? I made that girl up. It's just me. <laughs> I was like, oh, man.
0: <laughs> oh, because, you know, like, sometimes after a uh, like, you know, a, a very successful career of being a professional athlete, sometimes just, mm-hmm. time, like, kind of what you're doing right now, mm-hmm. you're just kind of letting go a little bit. Oh, yeah. But you probably still have your abs. We'll see what up.
1: I don't. No? I don't. They're gone. And I feel great. But see, they go so fast. So, okay. So, for me, it's weird. I'm on this. I take this stuff. I'm on this stuff. I've been on it for my whole life. It's absolutely fantastic. It really makes it so I can usually eat what I want and then just work out a ton and be fine. It's called Genetics. <laughs> Yo, Show got me. mine are yo, delicious you got me i was like yo what's the stuff yeah
2: <laughs> i was like oh here's a brand deal coming yeah, like, yeah, here's, the plug. here's the plug
0: oh that nutrisystem working nice oh yeah
2: so you guys you guys throw pancakes into the crowd yes when you guys enter in uh into the re- arena how did how did that start
1: so okay so i'm very big into cosplay i like anime and all that stuff and i go to the conventions um and so anytime i can cosplay i'm obsessed with it another reason that i think that i like wrestling because i get to cosplay as xavier woods yeah and that's like my shtick and so we had a match that was a lumberjack match and so lumberjack match you guys know they've got like a bunch of the guys all around the ring so if somebody gets thrown out they throw them back in essentially so they can't escape right now they have to confront their opponent and so we were having a a lumberjack match i want to say somewhere in europe maybe lumberjack match but it was only a two-person tag match and so that meant that one of the three of us had to be on the floor and so i was like oh dude i'm totally fine being on the floor tonight because it's a lumberjack match i'm on the team but i'm also a lumberjack which makes me chief jack I'm in charge of all other lumberjacks, and so I felt the need to cosplay and dress up as a lumberjack, so I got the flannel, we got an axe, got a beard, got the be- the toque, excuse me. Um, they wouldn't let me take the axe, they wouldn't let me take the beard, <laughs> um, but right before we went out, uh, we were talking, and we were like, oh man, does this need something else since they took the other stuff? And I was like, what do we need? What do lumberjacks need? And he was like, oh, he was like, pancakes, duh, and I was like, oh, of course, duh, then we went and found pancakes. And so I went out and we're throwing pancakes because I was a lumberjack. And it was hilarious to us because people think that we're throwing pancakes to them. We're throwing pancakes at them. <laughs> and it makes it so much more fun. And so I'm out there trying to pelt people, like children with pancakes, right? And, uh, and so it's just funny to us until so the next week, I don't think that uh, Vince was there that week. And then the next week he was. And so uh, right before we went out, we went to him like, hey, uh, so last week, we, we we threw out pancakes because we had a lumberjack match. I, I, anyway, is it cool if we throw out pancakes this week? And he goes, Do you want to throw pancakes? Wait, are you talking Vince, Vince? Vincing man, yes. <laughs> yeah. He goes, Boss, was, yeah, boss, boss, it, boss man, hell yeah. <laughs> Shout out. Uh, he goes, Do you want to throw pancakes? <laughs> and we go, well, Yes, we would like to throw pancakes. He goes, Okay, <laughs> throw pancakes. He's just completely like, what are y'all talking about? And so uh, we started throwing pancakes that night. And now it's like almost two years later. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as you, after
2: you asked Vince and then threw pancakes the next time, was it instant energy? Were people just stoked that you guys were throwing listen, pancakes? Listen
1: to me when I say this. <laughs> when people started to realize that we were throwing pancakes every time we made an entrance... People began making signs with targets on them. People started talking about how they were going to catch a pancake at the next show on Twitter. People love pancakes. They are clamoring for pancakes when we bring them out there. And the best thing about it is that Sometimes, if you ever see us have our entrance and then it cuts to commercial, that means that we're in the ring and they're like playing ads for the people in in the the, the arena, but it's like dark, right? But we're still in there doing whatever. That is when we really shine. (laughs) Things that no one will ever see, ever, because I don't even think they're recording that part. No one will ever see it. We start to play this game with the cameraman where the cameraman will point at someone and then we'll try to hit that person. And the first person who hits him gets a point. But then it only takes about two cakes for the crowd to realize that we're only pointing out people that are clearly not paying attention. <laughs> and so there'll be someone on their phone texting, doing whatever. And like this is the third pancake. And so they see a the person get pointed at, everybody looks. And then I'll step up and people will look and watch. And now they're all waiting. And I'll throw it and it like, might zoom by her head. And they'll go, the whole crowd will go, ah! <laughs> while this person still has no clue what's going on. It is way better than a kiss cam, dude. Eel throw when it goes right above the head and everyone, ah! And this person still has no idea what's going on. And then Kof steps up and he throws one and it'll hit her right in the face, (laughs) land on her phone, and everybody in the arena pops. They lose their mind. It is so funny, and that person just gets hit, and they're like, "What is?" Because it's a pancake; it doesn't hurt. It's not. It's like, it just the best thing. Is sometimes it'll make a noise if it hits somebody like in the forehead. But yo, I'm telling you, it's it is some of the most hilarious stuff. And the fact that people in the crowd like automatically are into it, like it. Like I said, it takes like two throws, and they realize, "Oh my god, this is hilarious!" And then everybody's in on the joke, and so by the time we come back on TV, like we've had a full three or four minutes of doing this with the crowd and so like they're just they're on our side (laughs) they're on our side because we're just having so much fun
0: yo pancakes are the new pie now you've kind of re-energized that remember pie was the the go-to like you hit someone with the pie yeah but like but now with the pancake you brought up such great points that like it's fun. You get hit, <laughs> there's a little pliability to it. Yeah. So it's like not entirely clean, but it's still a <laughs> pancake. It's not like a wet pancake and just explode. Exactly. You know, there's no cleanup. Nope. You could eat it if you want. Yeah. Right? You what shouldn't, you, but. You should are they so yeah, where are you getting these are pancakes? Pe- are,
1: people are eating these pancakes. They have to be some right? people are, but we we advise not to. <laughs> Lots it, of these pancakes, so so okay, so they've here, been sitting, here's pancake psychology. Kofi has the pancakes on a tray, right? There's another set of pancakes. I'm not holding them. They're not in E's hands. E is pulling them out of his singlet. And he doesn't wear undertights. Uh, But, but listen, but listen, we've made that very well known. If you see Kofi throwing one, that's from Kofi's stack. If you see me throwing one, that's from, that's from, that's from my stack. When E's throwing them, lots of times, they're coming right from the, from, from the stench. But people... (laughs) people see him pull him out he pulls these pancakes out from that 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 moist place and then their hands are still in the air and they're screaming for them it's a well-lit area we're making a production of it and people still want the pancake and i've seen people i've seen i watched a girl catch that pancake her boyfriend not realized she caught a pancake then her put that pancake in her boyfriend's mouth. <laughs> and he finished it. I was screaming at him the whole time, trying to explain what just happened. He realized and kept eating it. I'm like, yo, what is the deal? And that's why we throw pancakes. <laughs> yeah, it was hilarious. Oh, it's shit. Hilarious. So, <sighs> some, people, some people try to get too deep. <laughs> like you throw pancakes, there's like this weird meta about it, and back in like history, and like it's, bro, I'm throwing pancakes because it is hysterical to me. That's the that's where it ends. Is there a pancake
4: person that's just giving them to you guys, or are they from like the catering, or like where do they come from? There was. So when we
1: first started doing it, uh... <laughs> <laughs> this
3: is so
1: funny. we we asked the catering guys to like make us some pancakes, and so they so they made them for us, and then when we would throw them, because they'd be like they'd get made, and then 20 minutes later we're throwing them so the issue was that they were so soft when we go to throw them they just explode Mm. and so then it became uh it went from from the catering guys to the props guys so the props guys got a hot plate and they were just making pancakes like in the middle of the day so then they could fly better and then one of the props guys was like "Ah, why are we not just buying frozen pancakes why are we legitimately making y'all pancakes because sometimes we would ask for like 50 and 60 pancakes because it's just, it's so good. <laughs> the more pancakes, the better. And we're making like big, huge pancakes. Like, it was a mess. And so then they would just get the pancakes in the morning and then just let them thaw all day. So that's mm. so. don't eat that. <laughs> <laughs> don't eat it.
2: How did how did O's come to life? How did the cereal Ooh, come to life? Good question. This has
0: been sitting on Izzy and Pete's desks for so long. S- since it came out. And yeah. they won't let me eat it well it's, it's not I
2: mean it's been, it's been, there, been there for a it's minute it's been there for a minute now
0: yeah. collector's piece yeah how did this come about Booty O's is the funniest cereal so, I've ever heard of so
1: we had what did we do in a promo in some promo uh, we called somebody Booty and just <laughs> it was just it was dumb because like we try not to curse and so
2: <laughs> I, I understand completely now
1: <laughs> so uh, so we started saying people were booty or things were booty and it's like okay this is ridiculous and Something had happened, and t- which would spark this person making a sign the next night that was us on a Wheaties box with like the titles, and I was like, "Oh man, that's a really good idea. We should we should figure something out, and uh, we should like make some sort of uh, shirt." And so uh, this, like, we we all talked it over. This design came about, and it was like, "This is oh, sorry, 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 sorry. I'm going too fast." We saw the sign. We thought, "Oh, we should have a cereal." When we would have promos, we would talk about our fake cereal, bootios, mm. And so uh, <laughs> the way that we came up with that name is we were thinking about it, thinking about it, thinking about it. And then for whatever reason, I wasn't with the guys that weekend. I was doing something else. And when I came back the next day, uh, Kofi was like, oh, Ian, I thought of a name and it's perfect. And I was like, oh my God, me too, bootios," And then they go, oh my God. <laughs> That's what we said too, <laughs> and we're like dope. So that's it. So we would start saying it in our promos, and we had that's the dumb slogan just because like, oh, this is funny to us. If we can start getting it going, then maybe we can get a cereal out of this. And so we're doing it for however long, and then uh, we we have the uh, the design for the the shirt, and we're like, oh, well, if this was like a cereal box and like the shirt was inside of it, because we're trying to get to a cereal. So then they start selling the box with the shirt inside it. That was like Mania weekend, I think, and then. Um, we got the call that like, hey, we got the green light for a cereal, for a real cereal. And it's just like, getting a phone call like this, what? <laughs> what, you guys are going to make a cereal? This is so good. This is exactly what we wanted and what we've been trying to do. It's just very weird hearing it said. So, uh, so that's how bootios came about, because some fantastic human made a sign of us on a Wheaties box.
0: Thank you to that person. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. They have cereal that tastes like cheeks. One more thing mm-hmm. related to your
4: uh, entrance. Were, were you ever classically trained to play the trombone? Or yes. is that something that you... Oh, okay. Yes. So, okay. so I've been
1: playing trombone since sixth grade. Oh. I love trombone. Um, I was... So my high school was, was very, very good at band stuff. Um, so, yeah, so I was the only kid in the symphonic band, which was the best band in the school uh, that wasn't also <laughs> in marching band because I was playing football, too. Um, so that that always was like a moment of pride for me. Like, oh, they respect me <laughs> and, my, and my skills on the bone. <laughs> <laughs> so at that time, I was good. Uh, now, if I picked it up, I, if, if I sat and, like, practiced for, like, a, a few weeks, then I could, I could, I could get back in Get your I, chops back? Yeah, yeah. yeah cuz right now I don't play any notes. <laughs> I just play like the three notes uh, But yeah, I can I can kind of play stuff by ear, which is which is nice.
2: Is there, there there's a bunch of there's a bunch of fad diets always, right? Mm-hmm. I think with between like keto or people going plant-based now. What are you seeing in the WWE that like more people are resonating with? As athletes, or is it kind of all over the place?
1: It's very much all over the place, but I'd say the most consistent thing would be those uh, those prep meal foods, mm,
0: meal prep stuff, meal
1: prep. Yeah, yeah. But it's all the uh, like prepackaged, like airtight, yeah, things. Just, so it's mm. like you 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 buy the monthly subscription. They send you like twenty meals, mm-hmm. whatever it is. So I see lots of people traveling with like uh, those insulated uh, ice bags, and they'll put them in there. And then when we get to an arena, they'll take all their meals and put them in the fridge and then re-ice up with their bag and then take those with them. Um, I know a lot of guys do that because there are a lot of guys and girls who are very, very strict with their diet stuff. Um, I just, I can't do that. I can't live that life. We we aren't here for long enough. To, so <laughs> to what, so, what, so like, what do you eat on tour? Uh, lots of Chipotle. I, I eat Chipotle like it's my job. <laughs> and it partially is because I have stock in Chipotle, oh, sure. so please, please go buy some. And I and I, I got that stock. Do you remember what was it like four or five years ago when there was like the E. coli thing? Yeah, yeah.
0: you bought it then. Every
1: time I I still wasn't one I still went to eat Chipotle because it's delicious. But every time I walked in, place was still packed. So I said, you know what, I'm buying stock because if people will eat this food, even though there's a possible E. coli warning on it, no one cares. In about three months, I know they're gonna be back with no E. coli, and then there'll be even more people in here. So, legit, the best stock I ever bought.
0: Dang, you and Jeff are business partners, technically. Oh, yeah? (laughs) Yeah, so I did the exact same (laughs) thing. Smart,
1: smart. It was
2: just like, people are still here. I'm still going. I think they'll be back. I don't know when they'll be back, but I think they'll be back. And then uh, it was one of Eli and I's partners, Rudy and I, we, we bought stock and we were like, let's ride, let's ride <laughs> mm-hmm. this wave. Because if you looked at, so Jack in the box in the nineties went through something very similar.
1: There's so, is that the dog meat thing. Yeah.
2: I can't remember. I can't re- I think that was Taco Bell, yeah. but Jack in the box had an E. coli thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the nineties, that was widespread. I think it was cause of their lettuce. Mm-hmm. And so people didn't go there for a, a, a long time but they're still jack in the box today. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, if we can just, if, if they cannot have another major E. coli outbreak, then I think we're gonna be okay. And yeah, the stock's like nice It's now. killing it, right? <laughs>
3: yeah. it's killing All it.
0: right, lunch on you guys, huh? Got that E. coli money. Oh my God. With, uh, who's, does, who is vegan? was there someone that you showed me that belt that was hilarious i was showing
4: them a clip of uh, daniel Daniel bryan Bryan throwing away the leather belt and introducing the all vegan one yeah um i think what's interesting to know is is there a stigma toward veganism in not so much the wwe but just like in that type of culture where like it's probably like guys trying to eat protein trying to eat like as much meat as possible. Um, what do people think of like veganism? Is there a stigma there still?
1: I, I don't think there's a stigma. If there is, like I've completely missed it. It's one of those things like, I feel like back in the day, that would have been a problem. But bro, you know how many apps I got on my iPhone? I don't care what anybody else eats. As long as I can Postmates Chipotle, bro. <laughs> Eat what you want, you know? Uh, I, did, I did get to go to a, a vegan restaurant with him. We were in Amsterdam, I think. And, Is um, he actually vegan? Yeah.
2: Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know if it was just a character no, play. No, no. 100%. Okay, hundred um, percent.
1: And so, uh, ended up getting like a fried fried chicken and cheeseburger type of thing, and all of it was made by plants or yeah, made with plants. No, no actual meat, and uh, it was fine. But I was like, something, something's not in this that my that my body wants to taste, and so. Um, I can't do it. I can't live that life. <laughs> I don't want to take food from my food. That's it's rude.
3: <laughs>
1: so, but but there but there are definitely guys who who live that life. I know. Uh, there's a lot of guys that they don't eat red meat. You know, they're watching a lot of things like that a lot more. Um, but yeah, there's definitely no territorial lines where <laughs> you can't sit. <laughs> you can, seat's taken. <laughs> and, and the reason
4: I asked that is because the way he was portrayed. Mm-hmm. Was like, I mean, he was obviously a heel at the time, yeah. but it was just so funny because he would say things that, like, in any normal sense, would it just sounds like it makes sense. Yeah, like he's
1: trying to be eco friendly, and confusing. stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, and but also, like, but I'm mad at you. Yeah, <laughs> and so he'd say something like, "Yeah," and I drove here my Prius, and people are booing. <laughs> and like, wait, but what are y'all booing? <laughs> I'm very confused. Like, wait, would you rather him have driven a Hummer? <laughs> like, I, I don't get it. <laughs>
0: do you think that's like a one of the transitional elements in professional wrestling and televised wrestling the way that like it's really become a little bit more progressive too like the Mm -hmm. way i don't know like bra and panty matches back in the day i know that's like not a thing anymore so like is this one of those like little ways to like all right let's poke some fun at vegans but be so self-aware that like look dude is actually eco-friendly he's trying not to hurt people like we're going to let this in a little bit at a time for what the next generation could look like. So I think
1: it's, it's less of that and more of the fact that, okay. Uh, whenever there's something good being done by a quote unquote bad guy, um, the best bad guys are, uh, sorry, the best good guys are justified bad guys. Okay. Mm. Mm. So anything that I say, if I'm a bad guy, anything that I say, I want to do all of the things are there. Like I'm fighting for myself. I'm making sure, uh, You know, this building doesn't get broken into, blah, blah, blah. But it's because there's something shady on the back end. So all of the Mm -hmm. things that I'm doing that are quote unquote good are then unjustified because I've put this weird thing on the back of it. As we're a good guy, does all those things without that one thing. So Mm -hmm. let's say, so Daniel Bryan being super eco-friendly, veganism, yes, driving a Prius, yes. But then he'll like kick somebody like in the deal. Right. So it's like, wait, but you're a bad guy. And so it goes from you giving me this good information to you now you're lording this over me. Mm. Oh, shut up. I get it. You do CrossFit. Whatever. <laughs> I know. You know, so that type of thing.
2: Austin, yeah. how much do you and the new day have input into the narratives of you guys? Like, a lot. A lot. A yeah, because I know that Eli had listened or had talked to someone at some point not on the podcast but just casually about the writers for the wwe Mm -hmm. and so obviously like this is a a huge the biggest part of your life right and then i'm like i'm thinking about it from like a movie or a tv show perspective that producer or writer has potentially more control than the actor themselves in certain scenarios Mm -hmm.
1: how different is that in like within the wwe so uh I'm not usually one to to go with blanket statements. Sure. So like I I would say that any situation where you are the the actor in the situation, no matter what anyone has told you, like if you do it, it's because it was your choice. Right. Okay. You know, um, obviously not a blanket statement. There's, there's I'm sure if we sat and talked about it, there's there's situations, but um, for for us at least, we have uh, EU as I call, likes to call it a very long leash to kind of do a lot of things that other people wouldn't quote unquote be able to do um and it's because we've been we're in this position that we're in now because we were able to gain trust yeah and so if uh let's say that i debuted and they've got something set for me um i don't have to go say it verbatim i can put it in my own words and because that's the direction that they want to go um because if i just walked out and just said something completely different not even close to hitting any of the points like there might be there
2: might be there might be an fr- issue some
1: friction right yeah because yeah. i haven't i have no equity they don't know anything about me, they don't know if I'm just trying to sabotage things, and seconds on TV are extremely expensive, money-wise, and so they don't want their investment in you to be then ripped away from them because you've messed up on TV, now they get nothing else out of you, essentially, you know? Um, But um, you work with writers, um, and if you have disagreements, obviously you you hash them out, you figure out, I'd rather say this than that, I'd rather do this than do that. Um for us we we like I said we we're very lucky to kind of just do do things cuz they they know that we're not going to sabotage anything.
2: Did were you were you ready for the acting or the actor part of like it sounds like you were obviously you wrestled you're physically fit mm-hmm. like this is a big goal was that something that came naturally to you was that something you were excited about very like,
1: excited okay because so,
2: you mentioned the co- like the cosplay yeah. like which is you know different but, all. Yeah. but yeah there's like you know there are, i think there are uh through lines in both mm-hmm.
1: so uh so for me i had the worst stage fright ever and so my friend senior year was like how are you going to wrestle in front of people? Yeah, You've got stage fright. She was like, we need guys for show choir. So if you can sing and dance in front of people, you can do anything in front of people. And I was like, okay, (laughs) cool, let's do this. game." And so that definitely helped me a lot with like stage presence, knowing where I am in relation to other people, knowing how I'm being perceived by an audience at certain times. Cause sometimes you have to completely flip what you're doing in wrestling. In order to get the reaction that you're going for, you know, um, so I'm very lucky the, that I had awesome uh, people to work with throughout Show Choir to kind of get me ready for that. Um, but it's it's a it's an interesting thing because like we don't have like acting classes, you know. So take like a like a Brad Pitt. Uh, I don't know if he's classically trained or what even classically trained acting means. Acting classes is strange to me because like you just you're just doing what you should be doing. Right, like here, answer this phone and have a conversation. I'm like, oh, just do it. Um, I know it's different. Anyway, anyway, this is a weird tangent. So, <laughs> so yeah, we don't have acting classes. We have like promo classes, so you can kind of get a get a vibe for what your uh, what I call like your promo voice is. So when I'm talking on a microphone on the show, I'm usually not speaking in this voice, and I don't know how to like how to explain it. So there's a different kind of confidence sure. that comes out. Is
2: it like a turn on turn
1: off situation? Um, no, not really. It's just in order, for for me, from my perspective at least, there is a way to communicate with people on a mass scale. Yeah. So like we're sitting here talking, everybody's in the room, I can see everybody, everyone's very close. I don't have to kind of speak slowly in order for you to get what I'm saying. I'm, totally. not, I'm not telling jokes, I'm not explaining what's going on in the show. Uh, but if I'm doing that as Xavier Woods, then I might be, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Let it resonate. Intro showing everybody hey, I'm going to speak now. Right. So let's hone in. Okay. Tonight on SmackDown, you will see Kofi Kingston. Let him pop for Kofi. Get a little reaction. Against Daniel Bryan. Bring the voice down. He's a bad guy. We don't like him. Inflection, all that type of stuff. So, like, you're going to speak differently it's kind of like a little dance out there there's a
0: different economy of words based on what you're doing or doing like that has a lot of sensibilities to like when you're a stand-up comic versus doing your podcast Mm -hmm. if you're a comedian right like you have to wait on stage when you're doing a set gonna wait for them to hopefully laugh yes. you're gonna wait you know little things like that you know oh this is the time when waiters come around with the check I'm gonna like not have my punchline try to come around here where that's like the different economy of words that you have mm-hmm. to do in different settings you're you're saying some of similar messages just knowing what your audience looks like in the different settings mm-hmm. pretty interesting so outside of Chipotle I don't know who we need to wrap this up soon but I'm very curious outside of Chipotle and you have very well traveled at least here in the States where a lot of people are listening are there like a top five restaurants you you go to?
1: Check me out when Check I'm in California. Out. So I used to I used to diet before I came to California so that I could get in and out when we came in to do shows. Okay. Which is guilt free. I no longer eat in and out when I'm out here.
0: Wow. So we talked about this a little earlier, but I need to know why.
1: Because okay. I was introduced mm, to the one, the only flame broiler.
2: Oh, you whoa! Well, you, you just <laughs> did it up for flame flame B
1: three hundred percent to the point where I'm trying to save money to get a franchise in Georgia. <laughs> Yo, I'm telling you, flame broiler, get at me. Y'all have the best food. Look, I'm looking at flame Yo, broiler right bro, now. Bro, we, Yo, we worked with yeah, flame broiler. we know flame broiler. Shut up. Yeah, bro. I swear to God. Hook me up. Double, okay. double Angus beef, white rice, no <laughs> no salad, no vegetables, especially those little onions. I was in there one day and I, I explained my order and I said, no vegetables, right? We all know what vegetables are. We get it. I get my, my stuff back. And there's all the little green onions on it. And I, those are going to mix in. I can't get those out. And more importantly, I, I asked to not put them in there. Just don't put them in there. So I go, oh, I'm sorry. I said no vegetables. She goes, oh, those are just onions. And so like, I had, I had the, the, the fever wash over me for a second. <laughs> and I said, oh, what are onions? <laughs> oh, God. And she looks at me. And just grabs the food and takes it back. because <laughs> I don't. I'm not trying to be mean, but you can't. This, en- uh, but, but you can't did. enjoy the food with onions on it. Exactly, I can't. And if I'm gonna, if we're gonna do this exchange of money for product, <laughs> I don't want to have to then alter the product myself. You would have done or it, or I'd home. have done it at home. Was that the first time, though? First time what? At, for, at flame boiler. It's happened. That's that's happened twice, um, but now I just you know, I know I have to understand. I when I so when I order, I say no vegetables. No, no salad, no fruit, and no onions, please. And now we're good. I have it's, it's it's technically on me. I have to learn the terminology of the place and where I'm ordering food. So it completely swapped. Like, I get you. I
0: love flame broiler, too. But you, you basically swapped out a different variety of food entirely. Mm-hmm. So, like, you have flame broiler so much, you no longer have quality fast food
1: hamburgers. I don't like... <laughs> fast food hamburgers mm, I okay. used to you used to so entirely that whole category is out for you right but I don't count Shake Shack as fast food
2: dang
1: it's because of the presentation the price point all that stuff like you said before
0: yeah so, so it's I, more expensive
1: if In-N-Out was more expensive you'd be back oh no 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 no. <laughs> In-N-Out is great and it used to be top dog for me yeah but then like I said once I, I've gotten older in life I have I understand things about the world that I didn't when I was younger and now I'm on that rice meat and cheese if you got it flame broiler. <laughs> No nope. cheese, don't need it because they make it. It's like a Hawaiian plate lunch. Yeah, the Angus Hawaiian beef. Plate my God, I'm telling you, Flame broiler, I'll hit you with that hashtag ad if you <laughs> point up, it up a little bit. But your, but your boy loves you.
2: Wait, so how you rice, protein, cheese? How much do you go off of that? If do, is that like ninety percent of your diet?
0: No, no, that's dope because well what's interesting is you talked about Chipotle earlier mm-hmm. flame broiler I see a trend yeah are there other places that I should know about that do like the rice meat situation
1: low key hit a sushi spot get a rice bowl Dang. with the beef bro go ahead whether you want the pork you want the chicken you mm-hmm. want all of it mm-hmm. or you moment. can or you can hit that ramen okay hit that ramen spot too again with the rice and the meat yeah. or just actually eat the ramen yeah you can do that too you can put all the stuff in there but right to get that seasoned egg yeah I'm telling you listen listen get that tonkatsu ramen. Slow down a little. bit. <laughs>
0: tonkatsu. All right, I like it. ramen. Mhm. Thick noodles. Go ahead.
1: You know I like some thick. That's the only way that I'll accept them is if they dick. thick. Mhm. Now, slither around. Get the two if not three seasoned eggs in the broth. I like that protein. Put the pork belly in it.
0: Mm, no games.
1: Get the sliced chicken in it, mm. and then a hint, a hint mm. of that garlic sauce. All the way. Now, mm-hmm. stir. Stir it up. Very slowly, though. Stir it up, and now you can eat. Okay. Now
0: you can eat. There we go. Let's drop the check, please. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. God, <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, where, can, where can people check out the new podcast and anything else going on? YouTube channel, everything. Give them mm-hmm. everything where they can check it out.
1: All right. So for the podcast that I'm a part of, uh, The New Day, Feel the Power. It's on Every type of situation that you can get a podcast on, mm. uh, it's on Spotify, Google, um, Apple, Apple podcast, all yeah. that stuff. So if you wouldn't mind, just like with this podcast, could you give a five star review? Yes, <laughs> please, yes, please, please, please. We love it and subscribe. Um, so that's that's on the podcast situation for my YouTube. It's up, up, down, down. Just search that on the YouTubes or on the Googles. Um, for Twitter, if you want to follow me, it's at Xavier Woods PhD. Same thing for Instagram. Also for the YouTube channel, we've got the Instagram and Twitter. It's at up up down down without the o's name on snapchat is used food because i'm the get it old dad joke (laughs) uh where else am i oh also catch me live streaming on twitch.tv slash austin creed playing all your favorite video games probably not but at least playing mine
2: (laughs) (laughs) when and when when are you back man when's when's the achilles supposed to be
1: bro i don't know my my off season is dope I don't know. <laughs> I'm having a blast. Eating whatever I want. Coming and doing podcasts. I'm in LA right now. I live in Georgia. What? I'm just messing around, you know? So, uh, uh, there's, there's no like actual time frame. Oh, a good friend, Ember Moon, was on a WWE show today. She also has a torn Achilles. And she said that she might never wrestle again. Dang but yes, you plan on like, you plan on wrestling again? Hell yeah. Then? Okay. <laughs> Psh, hell yeah, I plan on wrestling again. Maybe like oh, like, let's say like 6 to 8 months. Let's let's put that in the universe. Okay. I'd like that. I want to come back. I want to be king of the ring and that's that's all I really want in life. So, and yeah. I want a slew of trombones. To, to play for me as I walk to the ring. I hope all your wildest dreams continue to come true, my friend. I don't know if you want my wildest dreams to come true. That might not be good for you. <laughs> Just like, <laughs> like, like,
3: like your tamest dreams.
1: Okay, thank you. Those, those are my tamest dreams. The wildest, we don't have the time. All right, fatty. Awesome. thanks for
2: coming
0: on, man. We thank you for having you. me. Yeah. Oh, I hope
1: uh, some of that's usable. Yeah, man,
0: I'll hold it. <laughs> Bye, guys. See you next week. <clears throat>